Welcome to the Mike and Doug show from the American Intelligence Media and our Americans for Innovation. Hi, Mike. Hi, Douglas. Good morning. Uh, I'm all worked up today. I hope you don't mind. But somebody said to me the words FISA court. And then they showed me an article that mentioned what they're now doing about the FISA court abuses. And it just got me all worked up. Now, you have been doing research on the new FISA court judge, James Bosberg, who's replacing Rosemary Collier, to continue the same garbage that they've been doing since their IG inspection in 2016 that they failed miserably. So we're going to talk about James Bosberg, just how corrupt he was and how he has been groomed for this job. And then, you know me, I'm going to get into some of the crazy details to make sure that people understand that what they are being told is happening is oftentimes the exact opposite. So, Michael, what do you have to say about James Bosberg? Well, Douglas, first of all, I'm working from memory here, and there are dozens of researchers around the world working on this. So I'm going to try to summarize uh, what I've been getting for the last several weeks. Bosberg is a groomed individual. It's really clear from his resume that ever since high school, St. Albans in Washington, D.C., forward through Oxford, Yale, all the usual grooming uh, uh, locations, uh, and then all his uh, jobs, that uh, he has been groomed by the Pilgrim Society to do exactly what he's doing right now. He's running cover, in my opinion, for the, uh, among things, the takedown of Donald Trump and the uh, reduction of our republic to a FEMA region around the world run by the UN. That's what I see going on at a very high level. And these, the games that these lawyers are playing are now becoming quite laughable in that they, they don't vary from their, their, their play, playbook. And uh, what we see here with this latest appointment by Bosberg of David Chris is just another example. And I guess the good news here is that the corruption's gotten so bad that it appears that, that they don't have very many soldiers left so now they're recycling their soldiers because chris is somebody that's appeared uh, as a dnc uh, advocate on rachel maddow and and uh, the media and now he is being called in to police the fbi abuses within the fisa court i mean that, that is a joke oh it's such a big joke that let's just make it perfectly clear that after rosemary collier the head of the fisa court failed the audit that was brought on by uh, Admiral Rogers by him saying as the head of the National Security Agency, NSA, that this NSA system was being abused, the surveillance system, by queries that are called about, about queries. Uh, well, those about queries go to, uh, two stream jumps above and below. In other words, about everybody. So if you get anybody in the Trump team, that means Everybody in the Trump team is surveilled. That's the way that that works. So this court has been doing this for a long time, but now it was told basically that it should be closed down. And if you remember in 2017 early, it was Trump who was told by Rand Paul and many others, uh, Devin Nunes, about the corruption of the court. And it wasn't perfectly clear at that time, but he was then promised that the court would take up the correction plan of Rosemary Collier, 
who was the head of the FISA court at that time. She received this IG report, and they, she failed on all levels, both internationally and domestic, James Comey being the worst abuser of this system. And what did she do? She wrote a corrective plan, and then it didn't get implemented. I was screaming about that way, way back then. At that same time, Trump said to Dan Coats, the person he put in charge of James Clapper's job, the James Clapper, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, who came out and lied to everyone many times, saying no American is surveilled. Then when he was caught, he had to say every American is surveilled. It's just that sometimes we don't keep the information. We Yes, we surveil everyone but we only target certain individuals. And so that's the status right now. When Jane, Dan Coates was put in that job, Trump said, change it. You have three months. Give me a plan. No plan was put forward. Dan Coates was, of course, then gotten rid of, but not without you know a, a long political pause. So what happened? They appointed James Bosberg back in 17, 2017, to look at the fact that Rosemary Collier's corrective plan didn't get implemented. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. James Bosberg came, did another investigation. And while they were getting the renewals on Carter Page's FISA Court 702 Title I domestic spying, which means that the head of the FBI had to sign off on that, swearing that he had 100% proof that Carter Page was a spy. Yeah, he was a spy for Americans spying on Russians, not Russians spying on us through Trump's team. Complete nonsense. James Bosberg was investigating the FISA court when the three renewals happened. There were four. And remember, the, the FISA court at first rejected the warrant for Carter Page. And then later... Just all shown. Four times in a row, after, even after Trump was president... They renewed it without, in my opinion, because it never once says in the IG report that there was a hearing. And in most cases, there are no hearings. There's simply applications and a rubber stamp. Yes, spy on anyone you want with the uh, feeble information that you've given us uh, as justification for the spying. Yeah, yeah. The, the lawyer Kabuki, that's what you have to call the FISA court, lawyer Kabuki. And one of the things we now must realize is these judges, anyone, any attorney or judge that's appointed to these courts has been long room, 20, 30 years. And so they are put there for a purpose. And one of the things they do is if a story or a quote narrative, i.e. a lie, gets out into the public too much, what they do is they pull out one of their resources um, deep resources to allegedly go and investigate their colleague on the other side of the argument and then go through the motions into the kabuki. And then they come out with some mild criticism of their colleagues. And then uh, eventually they know that they can then use their position as the mild opposition to stall any kind of investigation until it drops out of the media and everybody gets tired of chasing it. That is what they have relied on for all their careers. And hopefully this will be different. That in this case, Bozberg's background will be so well known and the, the ties to this David Chris 
will be so well known that we will have finally gotten wise as Main Street and we will stop this FISA court because it's kabuki, mm-hmm. has been. And by the way, I'm, I need to remind um, listeners that the FISA court was started in 1978 in the same year that the senior executive service was started within the civil uh, civil service uh, reform act 1978 the same year uh, within months of these two courts and so what we see in these two organizations is the perfect storm of cop they're copying the british privy council and the pretty the supreme court within the British Privy Council. They're copying that mechanism for controlling their stories and their narratives with the senior executive service in the FISA court. So you might as well say those in the same breath. Absolutely. You nailed it. It's cyber spying that was only able to happen once the senior executive service was put in place. And to begin with, there's the senior intelligence service in 78, the very year uh, October 25th, I think, is when the FISA court was opened. And it has been a sham ever since. But they had to be able to spy both domestically and internationally and use the NSA. But now, instead of using a military uh, interpretation of what they're intercepting and surveilling, no, now it goes to corporations. It goes to everybody. It goes to all the intelligence agencies. And it was so misused that um, Samantha Powers... Her access was being used, she says, by somebody else to to basically do these searches hundreds of times. And she worked at the UN. Why would she be doing uh, searches for uh, domestic spies, especially why did anybody have the ability to do that? Well, that was Barack Obama. At the end, after everyone had already done it, he wrote an executive order saying that it had to be done that way and that the entire intelligence community, all 17 branches of them, could have complete access by simply um, your sign-on log could go into the NSA to basically spy on anyone internationally or domestically. Now, and by the way, they already had that capability through the, to, to the, Brit- through the British GCHQ and MI6 as a part of Five Eyes. So they could, if, if they didn't have authorization specifically from Congress for these other 17 agencies to get that intelligence, they could just go talk to their, uh, what do they call it, their associates or their brothers uh, in Britain and get that information. Because in 1946, we cut a deal. We shared all of our intelligence with Canada, England, or UK, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and and of course the United States. So we were already completely exposed. And so all Obama did was expand that data sharing to all the agencies and therefore further further obscure uh, any uh, responsible party for all these breaches. That's right. And also you nailed it with what happens with James Bosberg. He was, of course, um, you know, when they say grooming in Britain, it has a really separate meaning than what we would imagine grooming here. It's basically turning the person into um, your slave, as it were. But anyway, Bosberg did exactly as you said. After Collier came out and said, ooh, Admiral Rogers brought this to the whole world's attention just as the renewal is coming up, 
I promise you, I'm going to correct all of this, says Rosemary Collier. No, she didn't. That's then, Kabuki. Yep, that's Kabuki. And then she then uh, remember that it's uh, the scumbag John Roberts, who's in control of the FISA court. He appoints everyone. He can uh, recuse them at, uh, without excuse, without reason. He can place anyone in, anyone out, blah, 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 blah. So he's in charge of that. So he asked James Bosberg to come along and do another fake investigation. And then we saw in the news not long ago, maybe a month or so ago, he comes out and he's my hero. Why? The headlines say James Bosberg has found wrongdoing with the FBI FISA process. <laughs> and so it's huge. No, he doesn't say what was found. And because of that, then everybody thought, oh, he's a hero. He's like William Barr who came out and spoke against these um, anti-Trumpers. No, no, that was a setup so that we would think he's a good guy. And then what happens? Oh, a month later or so, he gets appointed. Uh, I'm sorry. He was actually appointed. Uh, he started work. January 1st 2000, uh, of this year, okay? So he's taking Rosemary Collier's place. As the presiding judge, he was, had already been a FISA judge for a number of years. Precisely. And that's why he was chosen by uh, scumbag Roberts to do another fake investigation, in other words, cover-up. So he did a cover-up. It wasn't an investigation. And he covered up everything, even the fact that the surveillance was still going on right then on a sitting president with fake FISA court warrants. Worse than that, beyond fraudulent, treasonous, seditious, and ridiculous. Anyone who ever read them that would give a warrant for that stupid Christopher Steele dossier should simply be removed from the bench. But anyway, it's the injustice department. And so he was chosen to do that. And then he came out and he made these lovely statements against it. And for a moment, I thought, aha, aha, oh, oh who is he? What, what, why is he doing this? Now he's the head. And what is he doing? Oh, he's going to correct it. Don't you worry. He's already written a plan. He wrote his investigation up, and then he wrote a plan, and the plan is basically the same exact thing Rosemary Collier said, that we have to change the entire process, and the people who signed these need to be culpable for it, and they need to stop using fraudulent material, and they need to stop using Literally, literally, for the FISA court warrant to extend on President Trump, they use Michael Isakoff's article from BuzzFeed that he says Christopher Steele wrote, but in fact he didn't. So we're you taking notice, you from the news become evidence? You notice how uh, Isakoff uh, covers the, 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 the uh, spectrum on uh, mainstream media every time his name comes up. Oh, you it's mean the only time you ever see him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and remember, at one point, Carter Page was going to sue him. That would have been an, a lot of money for Carter Page, but he dropped it. At another point, he Carter Page says, I'm going to sue the government because they misused me because I'm actually a CIA FBI asset that was used in a case against Russians. This is all well known. And, of course, they put a gag order on uh, that whole case. They put a gag order on the person who uh, was also involved with that. Who uh, They put gag orders on uh, William Campbell, uh, uh, William Douglas Campbell, who is the person who literally saw briefcases of money being delivered to Jonathan Weiner to be given to Hillary Clinton in the State Department. I mean, we have all these witnesses, but the Injustice Department covers it up. So one more thing. 
David Chris. Who is David Chris? David Chris is the very guy who worked with James Comey and worked with all the other people, uh, uh, Bienta and Carlin and uh, uh, Rosenstein and McCabe, all the people who signed off of those four fake warrants, which is the highest, highest thing you can get in this country that you are being declared a foreign spy and they can then look into everyone who contacts contacts you. That's what they used for Carter Page, who was only part of the Trump campaign for a minute. And I want to repeat something that I've said many times, but nobody seems to remember this. Carter Page didn't work for Trump, never worked for Trump, never got a penny. He was a volunteer. He came to two meetings. After that, because he was being set up in a frame job, just like Sam Clovis, the guy who got him the job, just like George Papadopoulos through Stefan Halper and the Brits and Sir Richard Dearlove, they were all being set up. Uh, remember, the Trump campaign got a personal protection order put on Carter Page. He was such an insane nuisance, and he was such a setup of James Comey, and it was so badly done from March 2017, excuse me, 2000. Um, uh, 2016, March 2016, Carter Page uh, it basically forced his way into the Trump campaign, did nothing, and then they used that to continue to spy through the whole campaign when he was president-elect, when he was president, continuing on through the special counsel investigation and through James Bosberg's FISA court highest level investigation on why the court system surveillance broke down, particularly in relationship to the Trump spying. And what does he find? He finds really uh, nothing new. And he appoints the guy, the very man who represented James Comey and his bunk buddies with the FISA court and the Department of Justice and uh, the National Security Division and John Carlin, who signed, was on in on it, signing the first one. They, they approve all of that. Because why? David Chris comes along and says, don't worry, we'll get you more information next time on the next time we apply for this. So three more applications. First off, the first application, David Chris was involved in all of those. So we have the very man who is now being appointed by James Bosberg, who can't seem to find any crimes, though we know that there were 17 crimes, fraudulent crimes, willful crimes made with all of those applications and everyone who signed them and everyone who went across their desk willfully signed those criminal, fraudulent, highest order, super top secret spying court order. It's it's absolutely insane. You can't get any higher than this. And then when they say that they have the very man, uh, what's his name, Kevin Klein-Smith, uh, who basically said, oh, I changed the email to say that, uh, no, Carter Page was not an FBI CIA asset. He, he, but he was, and Kevin knew that when he wrote that. So one guy out of all of Michael Horowitz's investigation into these FISA warrants after James Bosberg, after Rosemary Collier, they appoint the very criminal man who made sure to push these through to establish the new FBI rules that are going to solve these problems. Oh, I have so much confidence in that that I think that well, go to jail and Christopher Ray should go to jail. First of all, Douglas, from an ethics viewpoint, from a from a straight up Main Street ethics viewpoint, 
He has no business being anywhere close to this investigation because of his conflicts of interest. Now, it doesn't appear that anyone in the FISA court, Department of Justice, FBI, DIA, has any idea what that means. I don't think they know what ethics are because his background, his relationships would preclude him from being involved because he could not be an honest broker. And yet they put him in charge of it. Well, if our courts are not paying attention to the ethics laws, then John Roberts needs to be fired and sued for fraud because he's in charge of these ethics. Ethics. I, 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 you can't even use the word ethics with these judges and these, these lawyers. I don't they, know. They play with the, the word ethics. They play with all of their disclosures of their ethical background, their relationships. They parse uh, forms on pages to say, well, you didn't ask me that. Uh, when in fact, in every case, some senator asks every applicant, do you know of any reason uh, or any other conflict of interest that could prevent you from doing your job properly? So whether the form they filled out had a, an ethical um, uh, category or not, they had an overarching responsibility as somebody with a license to practice law to tell the truth in their confirmation hearing and tell us who their relationships are. And the reason they have that rule is specifically for this kind of situation so that when candidates are being considered for certain posts, you can look back at those disclosures and find out whether their relationships mean that they need to, to be disqualified as a candidate. These judges are not paying any attention to that. And that ultimately is John Roberts' responsibility. Nobody else. They've made him the sole arbiter of ethics for the entire FISA court, which you might as well say is a huge star chamber for the senior executive service. Absolutely. And a carte blanche rubber stamp machine for illegal surveillance of anyone they want. And that's yep. what we proved in our intelligence reports. This isn't just about spying on foreigners. We showed you that there's almost no American that wasn't caught up in these about or to and from requests of the NSA database. It's absurd. But what I also want to point out is exactly what you just said. I like to call him uh, Attorney General, ex-Attorney General Rat Rodenstein, sat in front of Congress and said, when asked about, did he read and then he was told the content of the FISA court warrants. He literally said he never read any of them. Yeah, that's kabuki. That He knows he can say that and get away with a crime. Because yeah. what these guys have cleverly done, every point you come across a claim they've made, first of all, they've made it so that being incompetent is not a crime. Uh, mismanaging is not a crime. Being sloppy is not a crime. So notice how those are always their excuses because they know they won't go to jail if they claim they were sloppy. And for some reason, if you're a Washington District of Crime politician, you have to have very clear intent before you can be prosecuted for any crime. You could shoot somebody like Hillary has in uh, proverbially speaking, and nothing will happen because she didn't have intent. She didn't yes. have intent to create the worst security scam in U.S. history. 
she didn't have intent. That's what James Comey said. But let's remember that Rat Rodenstein, when he was pressed on this issue, literally turned around and looked at his staff and then turned back around and basically yelled at, uh, I think it was Jim Jordan asking the questions. And he yelled at him, how dare you insinuate that my staff could have made mistakes before they gave me those FISA court warrants that I signed? How dare you? Uh, what? How dare you not read it? How dare you blame it on lower people? What did James Comey say? Uh, I didn't have anything to do with the FISA court warrants. Those were seven levels below me. <laughs> no, he signed them, and they were a, a 702 Title I, which means he personally had to sign it, personally having the evidence showing the Carter Page. Oh, have we ever seen the unredacted versions of those uh, FISA court warrants? Request. Now, this is very important. I'm so glad you brought that up. Everybody keeps saying, Trump, declassify these things we're waiting for and make sure that they are not redacted. Okay, stop. That is one of the seven things that Jeff Sessions gave to Michael Horowitz. Michael Horowitz was put into high speed, if you remember, and he hired 500 people as part of his uh, ability to get those immediately declassified because Trump declassified them unredacted or whatever, redact, you know, uh, uh, sources and methods, blah, blah, and then get them to the public. Have we seen a single speck of those? Not one. Not well, if one. You, if you look at Michael Horowitz's resume, he is as groomed as Bozberg was. So here again, they put these attorneys in place to do this kabuki theater, which has always worked for them for the last hundred or more years. It's not working now because some of us out of Main Street and around the world are actually looking into all of these lies these people tell, and they're getting caught up in it. But again, I say the good news about putting David Chris in charge is it's it, their stable of, of uh, corruptocrat lawyers seems to be pretty thin right now. So they have to recycle their people. Boy, that's a fact. As a matter of fact, let's remember all of those good crypto people. That's what I call them because I don't like to use the letter. The crypto people are all waiting for Huber and they're waiting for Michael Horowitz's report because they're white hats. Well, we just blasted the rumor of Hoover's report coming out and what it supposedly is going to say, exoneration for Hillary. And we have blasted Michael Horowitz from the second he was appointed because you and your researchers and the, the staff writers over at Americans for Innovation wrote fantastic revelations uh, uh, upon who uh, that person really is. Now, what we're saying here is that the new guy, oh, he's going to be the white hat. Uh, wrong. His name is Michael Atkinson. He's the new inspector general. Oh, that's right. He's the one who, after the fact, rewrote the whistleblower application to allow secondhand information. Oops. Do you think he's a white hat? Do you think he's going to help? No, right now he's in trouble for that. And if there really is a, a true investigation into this uh, Ukrainian uh, sham impeachment nonsense, then we'll have to find out the whistleblower and we'll have to find out why the new inspector general, Michael Atkinson, is protecting him. And why, after the fact, he changed the form to allow secondhand information. That is showing you nothing has changed. Rosemary Collier became uh, Boesberg. And instead of 
Peter Strzok being the person working with the court, uh, FISA court. Nope, nope, nope. Who's it going to be now? It's going to be a guy who worked right, um, sat right next to him in the chair right next to him, David Chris. Same old, same old. We need to close the FISA court as we were going to at the end of 2016 when the IG report said, that they haven't done anything properly. Everything is completely illegal. It's fraudulent and they are abusing the NSA's ability and they're spying on everyone. And vault seven proved this when it was, uh, when it was revealed. And then uh, there's also the people, the person who controls all whistleblowers and his name is um, Kerner and he worked for McCain. So you have the entire whistleblower office completely sewed up to make sure that only people who have false whistleblowing complaints are going to be heard. And they're going to be heard so much that an entire impeachment will be based upon it. But Michael Atkinson needs to be called before the court. And we need to call Rat Rodenstein again. We need to call John Carlin and Boente. And we need to call all the people again and have new questions asked now that we have the revelations that are coming forth every single day, every single day. We are finding out, for instance, uh, yesterday's revelation, uh, David Brock has received so much money from our enemies, and he uses it for political purposes to work against Trump and to work for, and previously worked for Hillary. He's the one who paid for Horseface the Whore. He had two other whores that he paid for, if you remember. One of them backed out, but he had already paid them too. So we are using Chinese, Iranian, uh, uh, Muslim terrorist money in our campaigns. And this is standard operating procedure. You think the IRS is going to look into David Brock? Oh, heavens no. Do you think someone's going to actually ask Rod Rodenstein one more time? Did you read that FISA court warrant that you, the, the ones you signed and you put in? They're fraudulent. So, it, okay. Did you sign it? Is that your signature? You go to Guantanamo Bay. Because you don't use the highest secret court to spy on a sitting president and then think you're going to get away with it because your lies are coming out now. And even though David Chris is going to try to hide the trail, even though Joseph Boesberg is going to hide the trail, Rosemary Collier hide the hid the trail, Michael Horowitz tried to hide the trail. Uh, sorry, we have the 17 fraudulent crimes committed in those applications. And remember, I'm going to be, again, the only person saying this. They didn't need any of them. In the end, they're going to say it didn't matter. We used national security letters. That's why we spied on Trump. That the rest is an insurance policy to cover them. But now their insurance policy has once again, through the Trump derangement syndrome and the, and the, and the backfire, the Trump backfire system, they're revealing who they are as they're trying to use that system against Trump. Now tell us about how, exactly beautifully uh, groomed James Bosberg was as a Brit to work in our uh, U.S. Department of Injustice. So, Michael, if I'm not mistaken, didn't James Bosberg go to England and kind of have some mysterious going-ons in the schooling, and then he was part of a very liberal magazine uh, called ISIS, the ISIS. And then all of a sudden articles he wrote, you know, they're there, they're not there. And he's the association with these absolutely radical liberals in Britain. 
mystifyingly disappear so that I guess when the time comes for his confirmation hearing later down the line, which they've planned for him through the grooming process, he can not only say, yes, I'm a crown agent. I believe in the British monarchy. And I, like all good British imperialists, am waiting to get some kind of, you know, my recognition for that here in America. I'm sure as a senior executive service member, he's received the presidential uh, award, you know, a $35,000 a year award. I'm sure that he's been groomed so beautifully that he is simply doing exactly what he's told. What is it that you um, and your researchers found about uh, James Bosberg there in uh, Britain? And uh, do you see any patterns that are developing out of this uh, uh, kind of uh, British grooming to create these uh, essentially monarchical crown agents who are working for the globalists. Cause when you say Britain, you're saying uh, the United Nations. When you say globalist, you're saying the monarchy. When you say corruption, you're saying the British Privy Council. So I assume that he's been uh, connected to all the big wigs and that he's simply awaiting them to give him his recognition and his peerage. The facts are that he was sent after his uh, stint at Yale he was sent to Harvard or Oxford for a year and he was in St. John's college. And in his 2010 uh, judicial disclosure to the Senate, he identified a particular magazine at Oxford that he wrote an article for called the ISIS. And the ISIS has, is, a, is one of the oldest, maybe the oldest university magazine that has been continually published since 1892. And researchers in the UK began looking for that particular article and lo and behold, it doesn't exist. Uh, but in the particular magazine, which we were able to find, uh, even though the British Library didn't have it, there were local copies at Oxford within the library archive system. And in it, there were some really telling authors of other movie reviews in the same month that uh, show a pattern of grooming by other people in the media, in medicine, and um, primarily in the media. And we've since heard from Oxford PhDs that indeed St. John's College, which by the way, Bosberg never identified that he was involved with ever. That came from the UK. Uh, in his Senate disclosures, he didn't say he went to St. John's College, which is well known for being a haunt for people who are sent when they uh, want to uh, uh, basically move them into a grooming path. And he was there for a year. He joined the Oxford Union. Another thing he does not disclose is the fact that he joined the Oxford Union or that Boris Johnson was the president of the Oxford Union when he was there. And uh, again, that doesn't mean there was anything going on between Johnson and Bosberg. That's not the point of an ethics disclosure. You don't get to tell people whether, oh, this is innocent or not. Your duty as a judge is to identify all relationships that are what's called material. And probably 99% of the time harmless. 
but that's the decision of the American public to decide whether it's significant or not, not your decision whether or not to disclose it as a judge candidate. And yet he filed also a 2002 um, judicial disclosure. He went before the Senate twice. And in the first set of disclosures, he didn't identify any of these of this information about Oxford. And as we all well know now, Oxford is a, a, a nest of recruitment for the uh, British propaganda system and the spy networks. And uh, many well-known spies came from Oxford and Cambridge. So the facts are what they are. And uh, uh, what we're learning is a number of Brits who are hearing this information, perhaps for the first time, are chafing at it as if we are somehow critical of all Brits, all British citizens. No, we're just identifying facts. In fact, I lived there for six years, two of my children were born there. I truly love the people that I engaged in, engaged with, but it wasn't a lot of these folks. It was just your average British citizen. And uh, they're fine people just like the average American citizen is. So we're talking about a system that was developed and hidden by the media in the UK to create a grooming process for certain people that would be then placed throughout the system of the Privy Council's uh, business, journalism, academia, uh, the arts, entertainment, journalism. Uh, and I had a three hour conversation this weekend with someone who described the inside baseball of this recruiting mechanism. And it is truly a grooming mechanism. And it's well known among the British elite how this system works. From being a student to a rowing crew, to uh, attending certain dinners, to be invited to certain summer holidays where all your expenses are paid, to uh, uh, being introduced to various clubs in London, to then uh, being placed at your early jobs at certain companies, and then it just goes on and on and on. And Douglas, you know, you and I have talked many times about the resumes of these people and how they're as long as your arm, and it's impossible for one person to have been in that many places in the normal course of a career. But in, in this case, Bosberg's got one of those kinds of grooming resumes. Uh, and then he came back to the States, he graduated from Yale Law School, and then while he was at Yale Law, he worked as a summer intern, must have been a busy summer that year in 19, what was it, uh, 80, 85, 86. Uh, he worked as a summer intern for the Wilmer Hale firm. It had a previous name, but it's uh, Robert Mueller's law firm. Then he also worked at Williams and Conley, which is Hillary Clinton's law firm. For, and you see David Kendall, as her legal representative in, in many of those, uh, the testimony that she gave before Congress and many of the uh, disclosed emails uh, that Judicial Watch has dug up. And then, um, and then a number of other, uh, one other law firm, I can't remember the name of it now, uh, Tolls, uh, that uh, is a, was an Obama bundler. And so, here are all these relationships that in 2002 he didn't dare tell anybody about. Why? Why about Mueller? Because we were talking. We're talking about months after 9/11 when Mueller had taken over at the FBI, and was being criticized 
for uh, a potential uh, false flag uh, with uh, Arvinder Simbai out of the British Crown Service in uh, in London. And so you have all of these, these uh, connections. Now, in and of themselves, they're not bad. They're not good. That's just a fact. The fact that he didn't disclose those things to the American public as what are called material relationships in 2002 uh, is what condemns him. Those are illegal acts that he uh, engaged in. John Roberts is ultimately responsible to police this kind of non-disclosure and potentially remove judges from the court, which he never does, or as a backup, the Congress must um, impeach them. But that rarely happens. So these guys know that. So they know once they get in this this little kabuki mill, uh, they're pretty much covered up. They can cover up pretty much any crime they want. So here we have Bozberg with all these non-disclosures of all these relationships that are material now to what's going on with the attempt to take down President Trump and our republic. And and here we have this man uh, who has ethics uh uh, conflicts as long as your arm being put in charge of the FISA court at this critical time. This is truly a joke. These people are laughing if we let him get away with this. So true. So true. And Boosberg, you know, he got uh, initiated into the British system of intelligence, you know, with the uh, Empire Press Union being the foundation basically of spying so that intelligence communities then uh, become the journalists and the media, and they become the propaganda that uh, is the tail that wags the dog. Well, here in America, the second you leave your intelligence job and you're a trader, then you get a job on one of the mainstream media as a commentary, commentator like Clapper or Brennan, or, or they interview you and pay you, you know, all the time, like McCabe and Comey and the, com- the rest of these uh, absolute thugs. Well, every one of them, Every single time they open their mouth and say anything that transpired between them and the president, that is a crime. And their security agreement clearly spells that out. So the security violations of uh, Hillary's uh, false server, and remember, she was never investigated by Comey. And this is what needs to come out. The realities, not the details that that uh, lead in the wrong direction. The reality is Hillary Clinton was never investigated for the midterm exam. She was never a person who was uh, investigated, interrogated, questioned, or was never a subject of the matter, the investigation. So So were you, Douglas, were you ever told in all that you know about uh, the email server scam that Bozberg, as a FISA court judge and now presiding judge, had a relationship and has a relationship with Hillary's lawyer during that event. Were you ever told that? No, no, sir, I wasn't. And that seems to be quite uh, an important issue. Exactly. It's, it's huge. John Roberts, if he does not fire this man right now with what has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt out of Bozberg's own Senate judicial questionnaire, doesn't fire him right now. Roberts needs to be fired. Well, Roberts um, allowed Judge Contreras to be part of the grand jury impaddlement for uh, Robert Mueller's special counsel investigation, knowing that Judge Contreras 
allowed the false warrants to go through and then was going to sit in judgment on the very people that it affected and send them to jail and not ever mention the fact that it is a setup. And for instance, recently uh, people have pointed out, I pointed out from a long time ago, uh, that Robert Mueller uh, testified that he, that it wasn't in his purview to question Fusion GPS. <laughs> then, in other words, he never did anything that was part of his job. And this is what they do. Then they covered up by having 17 continuing investigations so that you can never see the records, uh, or any record or any aspect of the grand jury indictment or uh, the special counsel uh uh, investigation. And so it's locked up in court. But now when Boosberg was in Britain and he became brainwashed, it is my theory that he was shown this stuff. Of course, you're going to see this. He was in the oldest magazine in the world uh, that is really a propaganda magazine that showed how Fabianism and socialism and the in insane left progressive fascist movement is what he supports. That's right. So what, what really happened? He found out about the Pilgrim Society, and he got to hear that people go to these dinners, and on in the dinners, if you were talking to a Pilgrim Society member, he may turn around and tell you to buy Facebook stock before uh, the IPO, or they might give you insider trading. Or if you're lucky and you do them a lot of uh, skullduggery, then you certainly might get a peerage yourself. And in Britain, peerage means money. There is no such thing as someone with peerage who doesn't have money. Now, how do they get there? Because they did basically the economic crimes uh, for the Privy Council. But here in America, it isn't the Privy Council. It's called the Department of Injustice, or it's called our injustice system. And the judges are our monarchs. And the lawyers are our peerage because they're esquires. And when you go to Britain and you're a lawyer, or you're going to be on the lawyer path to be a judge, the, the ends of court and the queen's court and all of the machinations that created the illegalities of the British legal system where there is no justice whatsoever came to America through the back door by these people getting insider information by not telling who it is that they're supporting in their legal deci decisions from their own... Uh, uh, who it is that they're supporting from their legal decisions from their own bench. And this is what Judge Roberts needs to go to jail for. He knew darn well that Contreras was already a slanted, biased judge when he was appointed uh, to the grand jury uh, impanelment. He knew that when he appointed uh, Jesse Liu to handle the grand jury impanelment for Andrew McCabe, that it was going to be a dog and pony show. He knew that when he uh, put Judge Chutkin in, that uh, Imran Awan would go scot-free. He goes in and removes judges in the middle of a case, or he puts the judges that he wants in charge, and we see this with the FISA court so clearly that John Roberts needs to be impeached. I'm sorry. It's as simple as that. Along with Rosemary Collier, along with James Bosberg, and make sure that David Chris goes to jail for his fraudulent FISA activity. By the way, Douglas, that very thing you're talking about replacing judges during a case happened in the Leader v. Faith Facebook case. It took off a 25-year Reagan-appointed judge after we had whipped Facebook's butt at the Markman hearing. 
and then put in uh, Leonard P. Stark, who was just nominated by Obama and happens to be a Rhodes Scholar, uh, to uh, be a magistrate in, in our court. And then about a month, about two weeks before trial, no, it was a month before trial, shifted Stark to be the trial court judge. And he wasn't even a judge yet. He was still a magistrate. And, and then Stark allowed Facebook to completely change the claims 180 degree opposite to what they'd been preparing for. And then Stark blocked all of our additional discovery on those new claims. And so we went to court handicapped with one hand tied behind our backs into, into the trial and still proved that Facebook is infringing our patent. But then they then circled the wagons around a bunch of obscure laws like they're doing now with this Boesberg, uh, Chris Kabuki theater. So I've, I've experienced this personally. When they change a judge in the middle of the court case, the court case should be thrown out. It's as simple as that. That's happened to me in a case, but I used to go to court all the time for, to represent uh, students and things. But when, when the judge changes, the judge can't possibly keep up on the case. Now, what happened to you is that your case went up, up, up. And then when it went to Supreme Court, the Supreme Court said, no. Did I get that right? No, they just they, they just wouldn't take the case. That's, That's what happens what I mean. at the Supreme Court. Yeah. Now, Supreme Court is the Queen's Court. I just mentioned it. Queen's Court in England. You are not allowed to question anything about the Queen's business in England, though she controls the whole country, the Parliament, and the Bank of England. You can't ask any questions about her, okay? And if you did, or if there was an issue, it'd go to the Queen's Court, and the Queen's Court is ran by a judge who's on the Privy Council, so the Queen never loses. Same thing with the Supreme Court. Now, our Supreme Court is so rigged that literally when they say John Roberts, they say the conservative John Roberts or the progressive Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The fact that they can name your bias before they say your name, kick them off the court. There you go. Kabuki. Period. It is insanity that we know the vote on the Supreme Court before it goes there because of their bias. Let's so, face it. The names Republican and Democrat are kabuki theater to keep the citizens divided. And so we won't focus on the real subject, which is these these corruptocrats, these embedded bureaucrats with their attorneys and their lawyers and their bankers who are all in this game and hide behind that false dichotomy called Republican and Democrat to keep us from actually enjoying our republic. I don't believe in uh, judges being appointed by anybody. I believe they all need to uh, stand for re-election because when they make a lot of bad decisions, then the people they make them bad against should be uh, lobbying against them and should be uh, going out and telling people what these corrupt judges do, that a judge can be appointed for life. And here's the other thing, and this is very, very simple for me. Any judge that says, you're not going to do that in my court, it's not your court. It's the people's court. If you said my court, you're there for the wrong reason, you are biased, you are there for self-aggrandizement, you think you are the queen of England and you're in the queen's court and that you are above the law and you have absolute immunity and you act with impunity as if you can enrich yourself through your insider trading stock market deals. And that's what, as far as I can tell, every single judge that's ever come to our attention here at 
Americans for Innovation, that we then researched along with your help and your researcher's help. Every one of them is as corrupt as can be when it comes to they make money off their decisions. It's simple. They make money off of their decisions, and no one ever questions that because they bundle them together and they say, oh, they're all mutual funds. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. Some people, like a good old Jeff Sessions, makes money every time he sends someone to jail. So the only things he did while he was the attorney general was put more people in jail for insanity, for marijuana, for asset seizure, for all kinds of insanity. He wanted to cram the jails full because he made money. McCain makes money every time a bomb is lodged because he owned major, all his major money was in Raytheon. Hello? He is a war hawk. He wanted to bomb everyone. He had 26,000 bombs dropped by Obama through his committee with his approval in eight years. This is the kind of self-aggrandizement that we see in graft and uh, nepotism uh, crazy. So when we're talking about Joseph Boesberg, at first I thought he might shed a ray of light. And then when I looked into it, I realized that he's bringing the darkness just like Rosemary Collier. So folks, lobby to close the FISA court. They're already surveilling anybody, everyone. They don't need uh, an official uh, uh, court that spends millions and mi tens of millions of dollars a year for nonsense, for lies and fraud. And let's make sure that the people who filed those four Carter Page FISA court warrants go to jail because that's treason. Yeah, the FISA court, uh, the, the FISA court clearly is a kabuki theater, probably the highest paid theater operation in the world. And you're right, it needs to be closed. We don't need it. It was supposed to be there to protect us. But as we have seen with these corrupt bureaucrats, it ends up being a way to protect the corruption, not protect the citizens. But that's always the argument they use in their kabuki theater that it is. And most people who don't have enough time to listen to all the details of these lies, they say, well, that sounds kind of good. I like that. Well, we should have it. No, we don't need it at all. We can use our regular courts for any of these kinds of applications. And, and that's the other problem. And I was talking about this situation with a, a very skilled retired engineer uh, at church yesterday. And he was saying, we need to stop allowing these people on the coasts to be the ones to investigate their corruption. It needs to go out to the Midwest, to the to places where you people really work for a living and put Main Street people on there, not lawyers, because as far as we can tell, these lawyers and judges are all either in on it directly or they know about it and say nothing and therefore are enabling it. So the entire legal system needs to I don't know. I can see the need for it theoretically, but what we have right now is is fighting against our republic and our interests as citizens. Without a doubt. And I think I agree completely with Devin Nunes, who said, uh, what do you think about David Chris being appointed to correct the FBI's process to file for FISA court warrants? He said, well, then that's it. FISA court has to be closed down because uh, he did. Chris I didn't hear that. Yeah, he said he has, it has to be closed down because David Chris is the one who came out with lies, fraudulent lies, that attacked Devin Nunes, and Devin Nunes had to have an ethics investigation. When this guy, is, is he's leaking, he's lying, he came out and he helped write the a, a report that was the opposite of the Devin Nunes memo, uh, uh, which 
had to be completely redacted because every single part of it was compromised. Well, this is David Chris. This is who we're talking about. So Nuna said, that's it. If this poor person, the number one point person to attack those of us who are defending Trump through this horrifying coup, if David Chris, the number one point person, is in charge of correcting the FBI's process, the FISA court has to be closed down. <laughs> 